Hey everybody, welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to discuss two different topics that pretty much go into the same topic, which is the uh, box office. Uh, so today I'm here to talk about uh, Avengers Endgame being the number one highest uh, grossing film of all time, or the number one box office film of all time, and then take a look at the rest of the box office itself. So two sort of topics, but all leading to one thing, which is the box office uh, itself. Um... And yeah, there is the discussion to be had about inflation, and I do have an inflation list. Well, Natalia yesterday sent me uh, an inflation list, so thank you to, to, her, to her for doing that. Um, but yeah, uh, so instead of me going from... Because I've got the list here, and instead of me going from number 1 to number 25, um, I'll go from 25 to number 1. You, you know what the top 3 basically are. It's, it's Titanic, uh, Avatar, and Avengers Endgame. Um, and basically all of these films as well are uh, just over a billion dollars. Uh, so yeah, let's get into to things here. Uh, so number 25, we've got Skyfall, which is the 2012, uh, I believe that was a Daniel Craig one that he did. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. Um, yeah, number 25, Skyfall, the 2012 film, uh, just over a billion dollars. Um, well, 1.18, whatever you want to say. Uh, one, yeah, 1.1 billion dollars. Um, for Skyfall, for the number 25, an okay film, probably one of the better James Bond films though in recent years, um, like some of the other recent ones weren't very good, um, what was the, the what was the one, the, the most recent one, I, I remember either the last one or the one before was like really, really bad, so, um, but I can't remember which one that was, but, uh, yeah, Skyfall's probably one of the better ones, so that sort of deserves to be up there. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Return of the King, so the second film in the trilogy, uh, which is just over, um, again, 1.1, roughly, a billion dollars. Um, yeah, surprised that, uh, I mean, we'll see later in this list if number three is in here. Um, but, yeah, interesting that number two is in there, because you would have thought that, like, number three, the big conclusion, that more people would want to go and see that, because they just watched the penultima part, so they'd surely watch the, uh, the part after that as well. Uh, number 23, Captain Marvel. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of Marvel and Disney films on this list uh, for 2019, of course. Um, yeah, good film. Just over a billion, 1.1. Um, and it makes sense that it's in there as well. Uh, it also it was kind of the, la- the last piece of the lead up into uh, uh, Avengers Endgame. So it makes sense that that's in here. Um, okay, Transformers, number, number 22. Uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon. I couldn't tell you which one that was because I've lost track of the Transformers films. But I also no no longer care about the franchise. I know that Bumblebee is the most recent one but that was like a spin-off or something. Again, I've lost track of the franchise. I think the last one that I watched was... um, The first one that didn't have um, the original male character in it. I can't remember his name. I think it was the... I think it was the... The first one that Megan Fox wasn't in? I can't remember. But yeah, again, I've lost track of that franchise. Like, if you told me, n- named me any Transformers film, I don't know that I could tell you the plot because I've forgotten them all. So, um, there's that. I mean, sorry if you like Transformers. I know that there's a lot of people that do. Uh, and there must be because it, one of them is in the uh, top 25 box office of all time. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Transformers Dark of the Moon, the 2011 film, uh, 1.12, or 1.1, whatever. Number 21, you got Fishboy in here, Aquaman, uh, Jason Momoa, of course, uh, 2018. I still don't know how this film made over a billion dollars. I don't. 
Um, I think what the likely thing was, because again, I, I actually did a podcast specifically on Bird Box and Aquaman and their weird uh, level of, uh, level of success. I think probably the m- most relevant reason is you know Game of Thrones, obviously really popular. Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa plays uh, Cal Drogo in that in the first season. And, um, yeah, he's cast as Aquaman, and then a bunch of people went and saw Justice League, not everybody liked it, but one of the standout things that people talk about from that film is Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and then, what do you know, the, one of the next, I don't know if it was the next film or the one after that, it was probably a couple of films later, a uh, solo Aquaman film comes out with Jason Momoa, and I guess that was, I guess all those pieces led up to Aquaman being a success. I've still not seen the film, I probably don't think I will, just because... I I don't know I I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I will with, with that and Shazam I I just don't know so I mean I'm watching the DC AU films at the moment which is the DC animated universe um and I'm just enjoying them so much more so uh, there's that yeah so Aquaman Fishboy is uh or Fishman is number twenty one uh for the twenty eighteen Aquaman film number twenty Captain America Civil War. Uh, which was, of course, the reintroduction of uh, Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That was his first appearance in the MCU. Uh, of course, then he did Homecoming and Infinity War and Endgame, and then he did uh, Far From Home. So, um, yeah, Captain America Civil War, of course, that was a big film. That was kind of the biggest outside of all of the Avengers films, because some people were like, oh, this is a bit Avengers-esque, but it's not an actual Avengers film. It's like in between... Wasn't it in between Age of Ultron and uh, Infinity War? I think it was. Because Tony and Cap still had some issues with each other in uh, in Infinity War. So, and then they sort of made up in, in Endgame. Um, so yeah, number 20, Captain America, Civil War. Uh, number 19 is the Minions. Okay. Uh, children's thing, I get it. Like, okay. Um, although, I, I wonder if you asked, like... 50 children. Let's say you just ask 50 children between the age of like 5 and I guess 10 or 11-ish. Um, like, okay, have you have you seen Minions? Just the question of have you seen Minions? Not do you like it or not, but have you seen it? I wonder how many of them would say yes. So apparently quite a few of them would because it's number 19 on the uh, box office all-time, all-time box office list. Uh, just over a billion as well. Um, yeah, number 18, Iron Man 3, um, which is surprising, because that's what a lot of people say is, like, one of the worst MCU films. I don't, I've only seen it once, and it was in, I assume, 2013 that I watched it, uh, because that's the year that it came out. Um, but I don't remember disliking it that much, I remember liking it quite a bit, so, um, I don't know, I don't know, but it's number 18 on this list, and there must be a reason, so... Um, yeah, well, Robert Downey Jr., solo film, Iron Man 3, all makes sense, so. Uh, number 17, The Fate of the Furious. I think that's Fast and Furious 8. Now, you have to, I, you have to take into consideration Fast and Furious and Transformers for me are on the same level of where I no longer care about the franchises. I can remember Fast and the Furious a bit better than tra- the Transformers franchise, but um like to the point where i know i think that number eight was paul walker's last one and then they're doing or was it number seven i can't remember see i'm already failing with all that um yeah it it was either number seven or number eight that was uh paul walker's last one um which is actually the one that that, so if i was going to watch the next transformers uh, transformers uh 
Fast and Furious film for me, it would be Paul Walker's last one because I didn't see that one. But I saw the one before, which I'm sure is number seven. It might be number six. I can't quite remember. But uh, Fate in the and of the Furious, which is yeah, 2017's one. So I think that's probably number eight. Because aren't they doing number nine next year? And they're doing Hobbs and Shaw or whatever this year. So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's number 17 on this list. Uh, and then creeping into um, further into the one million. What one billion two hundred million category uh, is uh, you know The Incredibles two number uh, twenty seventeen as well. Uh, there's a few on it for for twenty seventeen and for twenty fifteen as well. So um, yeah, Incredibles two. I really really liked it. I thought it really managed to um, be an amazing sequel. And um, I remember in the podcast at the time that I did, which was probably back in twenty seventeen. Um, I remember saying, like, yeah, there's a lot of things they can build off of, and then you could do, like, in Incredibles 3, which you could essentially make the same as, like, Incredibles 1 and 2, and then you could age up uh, Jack-Jack for number 4, if that's a thing that that character can do or whatever, uh, and then you could just keep going. But I really, really liked Incredibles 2, which is for 2017. Number 15, Beauty and the Beast, of course, the uh, live-action edition uh, with Emma Watson for 2017. That's number 15 on this list. I haven't seen that, and I don't think I will. I've seen parts of it. I remember one Christmas I went around uh, some of my family's house and uh, they had it on, but I wasn't paying much attention to it. So, um, yeah, that's that for, for 2017. And then another 2017 film, uh, Frozen. I don't think anybody's forgotten Frozen, and they certainly won't by the end of this year because Frozen 2 is coming out, but Frozen, the first one, um, yeah, 2017. I I think Frozen's a really really great film, but I all I will always say that it had just one problem, which is it didn't have enough of its main actual character. If Frozen Two improves that, which it looks like it's going to do for for the second one, it's going to be another great film. But yeah, Frozen it it was just really really great. So, um, and I had kind of so I sort of had that expectation going in of like, okay, this surely can't just be about the songs, like Let It Go and all that. But um, yeah, I th- I really enjoyed it. So. Uh, that's that for 2017 for Frozen uh, and then number 13 Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom for 2018 so that's the newest one I believe we did a review of that last year like a fun silly review or whatever um, yeah it was a good film it was I, I remember when a lot of people came out of the film and were like oh I expected more plot and this and that and I was just like this is just a fun dinosaur film where like okay you got Chris Pratt in here and you've got uh, all the other people that are in the film and it's just a good dinosaur film and there's not much need to analyze it too much there's a bit of a plot that sort of matters as to driving the the film forward um and there's some cool dinosaur scenes and that's about all you really need from uh Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom i don't know when the next one's coming out it might be uh it oh, probably won't be this year it might be next year or something but i don't know um but yeah, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom for 2018 Alright, uh, let's move up. Uh, the first Star Wars film on this list, or at least from 25 to number 1, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is of course um, not critically well received. Me and David enjoyed it at the time uh, in 2017. We did of course do a podcast for that. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a good Star Wars film. And, uh, and um, you know, I'm not as tied to the source material and like the originals as some other people. Like that's, that's certain people's childhood films and I understand if like they mess things up for you or whatever. But the same didn't really apply to me, because um, in terms of that, it's Toy Story for me. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a good 
Star Wars film, at least from what I remember. So, again, that was like two years ago. So, um, yeah, Star Wars Lost Jedi, which is in the $1.3 billion category. Uh, and then sticking in that as well, uh, or sticking with that rather, number 11, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Interesting that we haven't seen any of the other films on this list yet. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great conclusion, uh, a couple of tragic deaths and whatnot, but you know, it was from, yeah, from 2011. Did I say 2017? I've kept saying 2017 for all of these. Uh, but yeah, 2011, which was for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, which is getting near to, uh, a decade um yeah in about two years time that'll be a, a decade old so um in 2021 yeah it was a great film everybody did a great job in it from what i remember and uh it was a great conclusion so uh let's take a quick break here and then we'll crack into the top 10. today's sponsor is kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk we did some Comic-Con coverage. Well, mostly superhero uh, Comic-Con coverage. And by the time... Actually, you'll hear it later. So the Geek Town episode for this week. Uh, yeah, me and Robert uh, watched... Actually, I did the uh, Supergirl trailer on my own. Um, watching and discussing the uh, Supergirl Season 5 trailer. I did that. Um, and me and Robert discussed, um, Marvel's Phase 4 announcement, so I went through each of the films, what we liked, what we didn't, etc. Uh, we went and looked through that, and then we did the, the same thing, which we did for Supergirl, but I did it with Robert, and that was for the Arrow final season trailer. Uh, we then did the same thing for the Flash trailer, um, and then I did the same thing, but on my own for The Witcher, and launched the, uh, Watching The Witcher podcast. Uh, yes, I will be doing an individual podcast for The Witcher when it comes out on Netflix later this year. Uh, it, it is on iTunes by the way now so you can search for watching The Witcher and I will be later today up, updating the uh, iTunes feed page so you can simply go through and do it that way. Uh, what else have we got? We did a part 2 last week of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home review that was with me and Robert. Of course I did do the part 1 on my own um, which was I guess a couple of weeks ago which is now our most listened to film reviews podcast. Um, and the previous record was for uh, Avengers Endgame. But it's now Spider-Man's now beaten that. So that's interesting as well. Uh, and then we came back and did a update podcast for iZombie for the fifth and final season. That's for season 5 episode 10. We'll be back next week to discuss episode 12. Then the week after to, to discuss episode 13. And then the week after that to do a series wrap up. So there's going to be a bunch of iZombie podcasts coming away in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Gaming Thought last week, we discussed Nintendo Switch and them doing 
um, essentially the original version of the Switch, but it's going to have a bigger battery life. And the week before that, we discussed um, the Nintendo Switch Lite, which is a lighter, smaller, cheaper version of the Switch. Uh, so we discussed all those things. We also discussed the division and what one of the uh, one of the people that works on the game said he wants to do a, a more narrative-based division game. We discussed that and a whole bunch of other things, um, some Netflix stuff as well. Uh, I then did a podcast where I watched and discussed the uh, 2019 Emmy nominations, not the awards. The actual awards are in September, but I watched uh, Darcy Carden and, um, what's his name, Ken Jong from Community um, do their uh, presentation thing and discussed who uh, was nominated for the Emmys for this year, for 2019. Pennyworth should be starting next week. Hopefully it will be weekly on, uh, on what's it called, on... Um, Stars Play UK, which is an add-on for Amazon Prime in the UK. It's going to be on Epics in the US this Sunday, uh, the 29th, probably 9pm or something like that. So, uh, but yes, I did a season preview for the miniseries. It's going to be a limited series, basically, of 10 episodes. So I did the preview podcast for that. And that's what we've been doing roughly on entertainmenttalk.org or on podcast platforms. Alright, let's move back in to, let me unlock my phone, the rest of this top 10 list. Alright, number 10, so cracking into the top 10, is going to be Black Panther, the 2018 film, which was kind of another lead into uh, Avengers Endgame, or Avengers Infinity War at the time. And, uh, of course, he had his first appearance in, I believe he, he appeared with Spider-Man in uh, Civil War. Not together, but that was their first film in the MCU, I'm pretty sure, so... Uh, yeah, good film. It made sense, and it also had uh, good stuff for the MCU uh, in terms of uh, representation and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it it was a it was a fairly good film. Um, it did have its problems, but um, yeah, it's number ten on this list. And number nine is going to be another MCU film, uh, which of course these are all Disney films as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, number nine, Avengers: Age of Ultron, which I think is underrated. Uh, and underappreciated. Um, a lot of people just say that the stuff with Ultron, Ultron himself, didn't work. Um, from what I remember from watching the film, I really, really enjoyed it at the time. Uh, if I go back and rewatch it or something, I might not enjoy it as much. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm glad that that's in in the top ten because I think that's one of um, the most underrated MCU films, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's not that's from 2015, and that cracks into the 1.4 billion category. Uh, number eight is going to be Furious Seven, um, yeah. Which I I can't again. I can't remember if that one was Paul Walker's last one or number eight, but it was one of those two. Uh, but yeah, that actually cracked the uh, one point five billion um, uh, money wise as well uh, for number eight. That was for twenty fifteen, and um, so I can't remember if I have seen that one uh, again. It's Fast and Furious and it's Transformers. I I'm probably not going to watch any of those films again, but uh, yeah, that's number eight, which is Furious Seven or the Fast and Furious Seven, whatever you want to call it. Number seven, uh, another MCU and uh, Disney film, uh, Marvel's The Avengers, of course, the original Avengers, uh, teaming up for the first time. Quite an event for the MCU uh, in 2012, so it was a little while ago, and they've done it three more times since then. Uh, with of course the other Avengers films. Um, yeah, it's probably a great film still, it's probably really, really worth, um, if you still haven't seen it or whatever, and, um, 
yeah, it's definitely a highlight in the MCU, I think. You know, you have the Avengers team up for the first time. It's a big highlight. That's number seven on this list. And then somehow in number six, uh, Jurassic World, which is in the $1.6 billion money category. Uh, or cracks the $1.6 billion money-wise. Uh, number six, the 2015 Jurassic World film. I remember liking this one as well. Um, I do remember enjoying the other one, uh, Fallen Kingdom, slightly more. At least I think I do. Um, but yeah, that's, that's number six. And um, yeah, that's for Jurassic World. The first one. Um, yeah, good film. At least from what I remember from 2015. And then in the top five. So we're getting into the into the big ones. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, Avengers Infinity War. Which, so you've jumped here. Right. So this is where things start to really change box office wise. And we stop listing films so much. And we start to uh, discuss more money related things. Jurassic World. The first one, 2015, 1.6 billion, and then you jump right up to 2. I guess 04 uh, billion with Avengers: Infinity War. That's quite a jump in terms of money, um, but I guess that's where things start to space themselves out a bit more. Is in the top five, which kind of makes sense as well. But yeah, Avengers: Infinity War. I mean, yeah, Avengers: Endgame is the is the cap off to um, or the cap off part to uh, Avengers: Infinity War, but um, yeah, it's a really, really great film still, and it really kind of, you know, shows Thanos' power for the first time fully, gets us introduced to him, and uh, it's a really phenomenal film. So, uh, that's number five. Uh, so, yeah, again, another Disney Marvel MCU film. Uh, number four, Star Wars The Force Awakens, another Disney film, but this one more in the Star Wars realm, or, or world rather. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was, of course, the return to Star Wars after several years. Uh, away from the franchise, giving a sort of revival of sorts, you know, introducing Ray, Finn and Poe for the first time, at least from, I think that was their first appearances. Uh, yeah, Star Wars Force Awakens 2015, and that's uh, that's actually not too far above Avengers Infinity War. You've got 2.048, and then, so, so that's for Avengers Infinity War, and then Star Wars The Force Awakens, you've got 2.068, so it's not that much difference. I mean, there's a few million dollars or whatever but <laughs> uh but yeah in terms of looking at these two numbers they're pretty close together i suppose so yeah it's kind of close in terms of that but uh that's still in there so yeah that's number four and then number three the three biggest ones uh for the box office you've got titanic which was from 1997 um i was born i was alive at that point of course um yeah don't remember that much about the film i did i have seen titanic but i just don't remember that much about it uh so that jumps up to 2.187 billion so a bit higher than force awakens but not that much i suppose i don't know but yeah titanic number three which is for 1997 that's number three and then number two uh which beat it uh several years later uh, in 2009, Avatar, James Cameron came around with his first edition of Avatar. We still don't have the other ones. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, 10 years later, we still don't have the other ones. Are they supposed to come out in, like, 2020 or 2021 or something? They announced it recently, like, because they're, they're doing... I think it's the new Star Wars trilogy and Avatar every other year, because he's done, like, five Avatar films, and he shot he shot all, all of the other four films. Uh, so, one, two, three, four, and five. Uh, sorry, two, three, four, and five. Uh, he's apparently shot them all and they're ready to go but need to be edited or, or whatever. So, I don't know. Uh, Avatar, it's a fairly good film from what I remember. Um, 
And uh, I mean that was kind of the birth of the 3D stuff as well. Which admittedly helped the film quite a bit. And in terms of like all these Avengers films and all these Marvel films. You can't necessarily just jump into Infinity War. You do have to watch at least some of the previous 20 plus installments of the MCU. And um, cause that was one of the, the discussions going into Endgame before it released. Is like Avatar was just this one single thing. Granted it's got sequels on the way. But it was the first edition in a franchise. And you didn't have to have seen anything else. With Avengers Endgame it was you had all this previous build up. Which some people say held it back in the box office. But um yeah, apparently not because it's number one, but we'll talk about that in a second. So yeah, two point seven eight nine uh, billion dollars, uh, and then we jump to number one, Avengers Endgame, twenty nineteen. Uh, so ten years later, uh, Avatar has been dethroned. Um, Avengers Endgame, two point seven nine uh, billion dollars, um, which is just a little bit above, but um, it still beats it. So yeah, and you could argue like inflation, re-releases, all that stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, if a, if a film stays in the cinema and they they say okay, we're gonna take it take it out and put it back in, which isn't what Infinity War actually did, uh, Endgame actually did rather. They added the additional scenes and it was still in the cinema. That is meaningless if people don't actually go and see it because yes, it could have done the re-release and built up more money, but if no one went to see it anyway, the numbers wouldn't have gotten higher, which is as simple as that. Because you can make you can. <laughs> put a film back in the cinema but if not as many people uh go and see it it's numbers that aren't going to go up it's as simple as that um so yeah you can argue with all that stuff as well whatever you want but in terms of the modern day 2019 box office it's uh number one so uh yeah let me quickly run through the list of um inflation ones which again natalia sent me yesterday we, we were discussing this yesterday and uh she sent me this list um, yeah, there's, there's only 10 in here, and I'm not going to break them down quite so much uh, as the other ones, but let's go through this list. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me quickly read a note that it's got here. So this is from listland.com. Uh, it says, many will argue that the quality of a movie isn't measured in how much money it generates. That's very true. Um, there's a video play. I'm just trying to... Yeah. Many will argue that the quality of a uh, movie isn't measured in uh, how much it, money it generates. We completely uh, agree with what um, changing times, uh, global climate and various uh, socio-economic factors uh, substantially affecting the box office profits with the uh, advent of the internet, Netflix. Because yeah, you have Netflix films as well. And that's just an entirely different system because it's subscription only. So... Uh, Netflix and movie piracy. Uh, traditional cinema has to work harder um, to compete with the online market. Still, it's interesting to note which movies have ranked in the most um, revenues worldwide. We represent you the top 10 most commercially successful films of all time adjusted for inflation. You'll uh, be surprised many of these blockbusters date back as far as the 1930s. So let me quickly run through this, through this list. Uh, number 10, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Which wasn't even on the previous list. Uh, I think this is going to be an entirely different list. Number 9 is Jaws. That wasn't on the other list. Number 8. Dr. Shivago. I don't think I've heard of that or seen that. I probably have but I can't remember it. Um, yeah. Dr. Shivago. Number 7. The Ten Commandments. I've heard of that. Not seen it. Number 6. E.T. Heard it rough. Uh, heard of it obviously. Roughly seen it. Um, when I was young or whatever. 
Um, so that's E.T. Number five, The Sound of Music. Heard of it. Not seen it properly because it's The Sound of Music. Number four, Titanic. So you see the film that was at number three, or is at number three now, used to be at number, or was is at number four for this inflation list. Number three, Star Wars. So this is the, I think this is the original one from, uh, yes, it's without the 1977 um, space opera Star Wars. So yeah, this is the original one. Non-inflation list. Number two, Avatar. So it's at number two on both of the lists. So you've got to give it some credit. Uh, and then number one is going to be Gone with the Wind. Which, uh, adjusted for inflation, made $3.3 billion. So, um, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit above uh, what um, Avengers Endgame um, got, I suppose. And here's the, here's the ultimate thing. is Adjusted for inflation and all that. $3.3 billion, uh, Gone with the Wind. I can't think of a franchise that exists that would possibly get that amount of money these days. I mean, something as big as Avengers Endgame just about beat um, Avatar, which was at number two, for ten years. Like, every film that's come out for ten years has not managed to beat that up until Avengers Endgame. So, 3.3 billion? I don't know. You'd have you'd have to have a period where there isn't, like, 15 films out of the cinema and a film franchise which literally everybody cares about and doesn't have any sort of 22 film franchise lead up you'd have to it would have to be something like that so uh if that will ever happen i i i don't know i don't know if that happened in i suppose my lifetime it, it could but I, yeah i mean the the other thing that was considered when avengers endgame was coming out which was okay this is going to be in multiple screens in multiple theaters obviously like it's going to be playing on more than just one screen at a time because of its three-hour runtime, made it so that during the entire day, less of them could be shown. I suppose so. The film that would have to come out to beat *Gone with the Wind* would have to probably be shorter than that as well. Because I remember at least the first two, maybe three weekends of uh, *Avengers: Endgame* coming out, it was pretty much fully booked. Um, and you know, even people that went to uh, watch it like five or six times or whatever. Um, so yeah, it would have to be a film that either has either is like the sequel to something that was really big before, or is another like Avatar type phenomenon where it's like this new, interesting, weird thing. And um, I don't know, maybe it's like the first 8K screening of something in like ten years or something. Because that that was another thing that helped Avatar. I was like, oh, this is the first uh, 3D film or whatever, or at least the first one. That was like part of its big selling point. Is like, oh, 3D and all that sort of stuff, and people were interested in that. And oh, it's this like new, interesting, weird world. And James Cameron, you know, the guy that did uh, Terminator and all those other films and everything. Um, yeah, so it had a lot going for it. And like I said, you didn't have to have watched a single thing before that um but avengers endgame had that going against it so it would have to be something that was either a sequel or the first release of something really really big um and it would have to be shorter than three hours just so that because the the length of the film time would actually need to be shorter in order for it to beat it i suppose just because of showings that would like go on for too long basically um my next I guess for if you would like ask me right now a film that is in I guess production that exists maybe it could be not that not this um what's it called the uh, Rise of Skywalker whatever not that Star Wars film whenever the next trilogy with um although that's run by the double D's and people didn't like Game of Thrones and that might hold 
some of it back. I don't know. Because uh, that, that's going to be done by uh, ben, Benioff and um, Weiss. Uh, the Game of Thrones showrunners. And a lot of people didn't like Game of Thrones at the end. So maybe that might hold some of it back. It's like, oh, if you enjoyed Game of Thrones and you didn't enjoy... Uh, the final two seasons or whatever and you blame it on those guys and then like hey they're taking over Star Wars and whatever and you don't like that that might hold some people back from from seeing it but yeah because it's going to be quite a long time before we see another Avengers film and another Avengers film that's on the same level as Endgame because the MCU is going to have to kind of rebuild everything now now that they've done this big massive sort of climactic event for the Infinity Saga um but my next like obviously there's going to be films coming out in the future that I don't know about yet and they might beat gone with the wind or whatever but uh yeah so it'd have to be something that's let's say two hours so that you could fit additional um screenings in for the um what's it for like the you take away an hour basically and that would save so much time in terms of getting more tickets sold within that first or second weekend or whatever um and it would have to be something just enormous um that would do it something that gets everybody in in there um and depending on what happens at the end of episode 9 because we don't know which characters and that sort of stuff are going to be in this new Star Wars trilogy and if like oh are you going to have to have seen episode 7, 8 and 9 or can you just jump into this new Star Wars trilogy nobody really knows that at the moment um but yeah it would have to be something like that that would that would be it but still 3.3 billion dollars is an enormous amount of money um and like it took avengers from what, april 25th to until what the 20 something of july cause it, this was like a couple of days ago it was announced um like the 20th roughly of july so it was like a couple of months that the film was out of the cinema for um and it just about sort of made it so um it would have to be something really really huge so um but yeah what do you think of all the box office stuff um i mean it it doesn't really matter that much like in terms of it's in ter- it's just in terms of scores and stuff because in terms of the money we don't get none of that <laughs> the studios get it in fact we're the ones that give them the money to uh make these uh box office things happen but uh yeah what do you think of the whole box office situation um does it matter to you so much does it not matter uh do you think that people are getting too sort of uh i guess wound up about it or whatever um and what do you think could potentially be uh, Gone with the Wind. Do you think it would be a franchise that doesn't maybe exist yet? Do you think it's a new Avatar type of thing? Um, or do you think it's going to be a future MCU or Star Wars film or maybe a future Disney film or who knows what it might be? Let me know what you think of this whole situation. Matthew in EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, E-Talk UK. Uh, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. But yeah, I just brought it up obviously because um, we have a new number one, which is Avengers Endgame. So, and I, sa- I did say... I remember in my spoiler-free, uh, spoiler-filled um, part three review for uh, Avengers Endgame that um, if that did happen, if Avengers Endgame did become number one, I would do the podcast for it, which is this podcast. So, um, yeah, an enormous achievement, um, which hasn't been broken for 10 years. So it might be another 10, 15, 20 years, who knows? Um, but we'll see what happens in the future. But you can find all the rest of the content that we got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon, we have an Amazon affiliate link, we're also on iTunes, and um, you can use word of mouth. In terms of iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe to those feeds. Um, I would say, if you're not, even if you're not watching The Witcher or whatever, if you have no interest or whatever, please still try and uh, rate and review the feed, because obviously you don't need to subscribe if you're not going to be, if you're not going to be watching the show, then you're probably not going to listen to the podcast, uh, but please also rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast iTunes feeds, that helps us out. 
Uh, if you don't want to review the feed, you can simply rate it to tap on the star rating. That helps us out as well. Word of mouth to friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. And lastly, video games. If you want to watch me, Robert David play different video games. Me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. And we'll see what ends up as number one next. Uh, at the moment, it's Avengers Endgame. Um, be funny if like James Cameron came out and like, hey, I'm going to re-release Avatar. <laughs> Just try and... Uh, get the thing back but no he needs to focus on uh, the sequels which have been in, in development for 10 years now so all right thanks for listening and i'll see you next time goodbye